Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 329 for November 7th, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Adriel Frosty. I am another one of your hosts, Trevor the Frilati. I am Dave looking for show notes, random Dave. <laughs> there we go. You got, you got your spot, though. Very good. Yeah, he did. And I'm uh, Kelly the Classy One. There we go. We got all, all got our monikers in there and everything. Oh my God, beer day. Fantastic. So Fantastic. Is that beer, though? That's like English beer. That's like roofing tar, isn't it? It's amazing. Looks very dark. I'm going to get drunk now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday, and Trevor's getting his drink on. All right. Trevor well, likes his beer like he likes God. his women, dark and bitter. <laughs> True and, story. And lots of them. <laughs> True story. One of my students says to me one day, Sir, you like your coffee like you like your women. I said, how is that? He said, large and black. <laughs> I love that kid. <laughs> but yours is good, too. Bitter. I like bitter women. Yeah. Stout and bitter. Stout and bitter. <laughs> uh, all right. Stout and bitter. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, what we did like in Guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they've got two awesome Colt revolvers in stock. The Colt King Cobra 357 Magnum for 1800 and the Colt SAA. Is that single action army? Action? Single, single action, action army? army. Yeah, oh. man. The single action cool. army. The gun that won the West. God created man. Samuel Colt made them equal. I think that would more be a, more be a lever action that did that. Okay. Whatever. We'll go with pistol. Won the West for the for the uh, the, short at the outlaws. The outlaws really liked it. Carry on. Yeah, they love that stuff. Uh, do you want me to do the description? These are here? brand new production. They come in forty five Colt. They're case hardened frames. Only four and three quarter inch barrels though. Twenty eight hundred bucks. No other calibers. No other barrel length. No other finishes. They apologize, but Who they cares? do have forty five Colt. That's all you need, right? Uh, any longer looks a little silly. Uh, maybe a five inch, but the four and three quarter is nice. The good news, bad news is good news for the fans of the Calgary Shooting Center. You cannot get one of these Colts anywhere. They bought them all. They're like, how many are you making this year? Good. Give them all. Take them all. There's no other ones in Canada. You want this Colt single action army in 45? This is where you get it. Calgary Shooting Center has them all. You can email them at orders at theshootingcenter.com. Tell them we sent you. And uh, if you want to get me a King Cobra for Christmas, that's really cool, too. I didn't cool. even know that they were still making revolvers. Uh, they started to make um, the King Cobra again a couple of years ago. Okay. Because I remember I, I'd been told they'd gotten out of it. I didn't know they'd gotten back into it. There's a lot of talk about people want them to reproduce or reintroduce the Python. The cost of tooling up would just be the gun would end up being like four grand, right? And, and if it's you a want, revolver, so who really cares, anyways? Listen, 
wheel guns are classy and everybody should have a couple of them. I have a couple of them, right? I've got, uh, I mean, look at the, like, I've had a couple of them. I've had wheel guns and I, I, tr- I shoot them guns. and I'm like, look at these. Oh, what do I look. do with my thumbs with this and ancient <laughs> technology? It feels dirty, weird, doesn't it? Dirty Harry America. Callahan. This is a 1976 mint Smith & Wesson 29-244 Magnum. Go ahead, make my day. I mean, this. Mel, Mel Gibson looked really cool with that Claymore, but I don't have a Claymore in my house, you know, just because he had it in, in Braveheart. Look at the class on this. He had a Claymore in Braveheart? I don't know. That was the name of the sword. Not his Claymore. <laughs> Original 686, no dash. I mean, come on. And now yep. you can buy a Colt King Cobra. A King Cobra is the closest thing you're going to get to a, to a python. That's back when they couldn't make a box it. that had a spring in it to put bullets oh, in. For God's sakes. I never understood. the Like, they invented the 1911 in 1911. Like, why would you invent revolvers after that? I yeah, just, it's like, whoa, man. Better. Better. Uh, We're well, done. We've got, we got sewing machines. I better go invent a loom because <laughs> I want one of those. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Right, so even oh, in, even after 1975, when the CZ75 came out, police agencies all over the world were still carrying heavy 357 Magnum revolvers or worse, 38 specials. I was talking to a, uh, a, a buddy of mine's dad, Woof. and he carried one of these. Oh my god, really? A 455 Webley. He's a Canadian cop. He carried one of these, and he's he's. I mean, he's old. He's not like that old. <laughs> and he remembers when he joined the force, they were still using these things. But there's a good excuse for that. Uh, it was still working. Why? It was still uh, working. And police yeah, departments don't have any Canadian money. Mil- Canadian yeah. military is still carrying the high power. Yeah, because we made too yeah, many for right World on. War II. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. They're still, uh, still using old ones. They're pretty nasty. Anyway, so look, if you want to get a Colt single action army, Calgary Shooting Center. You want a King Cobra, Calgary Shooting Center. And next week... We will have a super cool announcement to talk about. It's their Christmas special. It's really lame if you talk about Christmas before Remembrance Day. So we're not going to. So Trevor's going to actually get us all one because... You get two, Kelly. Oh, really? I'd like to double wheel. Can I get something that's better, though? You get nothing. Shut up. (laughs) Dave, you get a stab in the kidney. (laughs) With a semi-automatic? Yes. (laughs) No, with a wheel gun. With a wheel gun. Go buy one from our sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Where were we? I don't know. Trevor was trying to allude to something. He was trying to market something before Remembrance Day, but that we're going to do after Remembrance Day. Yeah, because it's a bad teaser. Just a teaser. There's something cool coming after Remembrance Day, Christmas related. And then he was going to tell us what he did in guns. Right. So let's do that right now. Okay. I thought he did that while he went to the washroom. We did. I didn't go to Washington. I, I went to get keto beer. I did it on your back. There's no Probably. such thing as keto oh, beer. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, actually, there is. Uh, Michel Obey, um, which is Michelob Ultra, is um, two grams per ca- two grams of carbs per bottle, and <laughs> Sleeman Clear is also two grams per bottle. So if you're under that thirty grams per day of total carbs, you can have fifteen. You're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna okay. have to let your beard grow longer to be. Yeah, one Michelob. We're in Canada. Right. It's Sleeman. I drink whiskey. So. I'm just drinking whiskey instead. So true. That's just re- whiskey. Mm. Hey, Trevor. Uh, although, yeah. although I'm really enjoying this keto talk. Uh, you got uh-huh. a gun in your hands there? I is do. that what that is? To, okay. Trying to talk about it. Revolver. No. So this 
I love this rifle, guys. This rifle belongs to my godson, Marcel, a member of the okay. Losers Club. People who are listening. I'm trying to get there, Kelly. <laughs> I, can, I can't say what it is. You guys keep interrupting me. It's a Savage, uh, Savage 10, Savage 111. It is a Savage 10. Mm-hmm. So it's a Savage 10 and 308. This is the second one I've been able to get my hands on and stuff. Um, it's got a 20 MOA rail on it. Um, it's got a sock on it. Yeah. Well, he, he put a sock on it so that it would hide the comb work that he did to build up the comb to get a better cheek weld, right? So he put so like he a... he put a sock on it. The sock yeah. is very effective. It's much classier. <laughs> it's, make it's, quite, it's, it's got a white line. A sock like, like, like a... What do, you, what do they put on the stocks on the front there? That little white uh, highlight? Or You're going to talk about the, about the sock? I'm going back to keto. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need to move past this this eyesore of a sock. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, so you look. said it's an eyesore, so... I don't think I said it was an eyesore. Yeah. You just did. I love the mags on those things. Kelly. The mag the mag on the Savage 10 is so good. The real metal bottom one. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and it's got an excellent like. This is a tactical rifle. This isn't a hunting rifle. This is a sniper rifle. It's got a That's nice, the big, mags heavy they barrel. Used to have on all their rifles, right? They and they cheaped out a little bit. Yeah, yep. it's got the accu trigger. It's got aluminum um, bedding in the stock for the. To, yeah, it's quite good. It's not the accu stock, but it's kind of the same idea as the accu stock. Anyway, it's a great rifle. It's got a great trigger on it. Um, I gave Marcel a scope that I bought from a co-host of mine that turned out to be junk and didn't work. So, um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you know the one. Anyway, so actually, truth be told, we're not 100% sure if it's the scope, but it's a good gun. He's fed it good ammo, and he's shooting like three-inch groups with this rifle. So I was like, that ain't right. So we've got some more premium ammo. we got a box of gold metal match. I loaded up some hand loads using the same recipe I use in my bolt gun. They both have a 1 in 10 twist rate. But what I did was um, last Saturday night, uh, day of my birthday party, everybody was here. It was awesome. Um, when I, well, Just right up, about the same time I was starting to get drunk, we mounted this scope to his rifle. It's 11, 11 o'clock at night. We waited for the scope ring. So shout out to Mark for bringing the scope rings. We mounted the scope to the rifle. I forgot to tighten the bases. That's funny. I picked it up the other day, and the scope moved. I went, oh, good thing I didn't go test that. Or I'd be like, I don't know what's wrong with your gun, Marcel. So anyway, I put my Viper HST on it, um, and that's enough scope to prove this rifle. To Take the other scope, too. Take your kit. Take the other uh-huh. scope. Because you're uh-huh. going to get out there, you're going to shoot it, and you'll be like, this rifle's fine. I'm getting one MOA out of it. Yep. Put the other scope in and find and out, oh, yeah. they're both working just fine now. Yeah, and, and Marcel needs to stick a maple seed will be the moral of the story. So so that was one of the things that I did. Um, I mounted that scope on the weekend when he was here. And then this, this is exciting. I should almost leave this to the end, but this is my Maccabee Defense SLR. And ta-da! look at that new fancy 17-inch carbon fiber uh, handguard made by Coda Evolution. It's very light. It's mm. very light. So I went from um, an 11.11-ounce 11, 11. 15-inch handguard to a 17-inch handguard that weighs only 8.4 ounces. Wow. Overall, I wrote this down. Since I built this rifle... I've reduced the weight from eight 
pounds, 8.8 ounces to seven pounds, 6.9 ounces. And I did that by removing the heavy vortex in favor of a loophole Mark Air scope with illuminated reticle and um, a lightweight bulk carrier group. Next, I will be putting an adjustable gas block on there because that lightweight bulk air group is slamming way back because it's getting all the gas, right? So it's good for reliability, but bad for recoil. This gun is not a, it's not a duty firearm or anything like that. It's a competition rifle. So I just need enough gas to make it work and keep it clean, keep the recoil down. So um, somebody's got some feedback through their headset. I can hear myself, FYI. So since Dave is gone, it was probably Kelly, maybe. Don't know. Anyway, so um, this was an expensive handguard, but it's a beautiful piece of equipment. Coda Evolution. Nice handguards are quite pricey, and nice handguards that are carbon fiber are atrociously expensive. How much was that thing? Uh, I paid four for it. It Do you want want to know what I paid for my handguard? (laughs) Your handguard came from China, and then you cut it with a hacksaw. Shut up! You don't even. You're not. You shouldn't even be allowed on the same bus as me. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want me to weigh my rifle in between while while you're talking about what you're looking at? Sure, you, you can, can compare. You, it. you can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I did some brass prep for my 7.62 by 40 WT. I did some brass prep for my 22-250, some 308, and I loaded some nine mil. How much? Then did I. You? Pardon me. How much did you do? Um, not much. I like, I'm just picking away at a hundred at a time kind of okay. thing. Um, don't worry, Kelly. It's a proven recipe. I can load 10,000 at once if I want. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's alluding the fact that sometime I'll be like, Hey, I don't know if uniforming primer pockets works or not, but I'm going to, I'm going to uniform a thousand. Then we'll do some testing. Right. Cause I'm that guy. I just get going. Um, I'm all good. I bought the Hornady 223 modified case gauge for my overall case gear. Sorry, yeah, uh, no, modified case for my overall um, measuring tool that I showed on the show a couple of weeks ago. And now it's like, so I can get the overall length of the chamber for my 308. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I load for a bolt action 223. I might as well get one for that too. And then, well, hey, I might as well get anyway. Ooh. So now I've got a 22250 and a 30-06 coming. It's one of the you're not going to do it for one chamber and not do it for all. Like, well, that's not true. I'm not going to do it on my 4570. I, you know, there's no point. But I've yet to do any load development for my Hawa mini action. So when I do, though, it's one more variable I can control. I know what the overall length is, and I can knock it back by 10,000 and go from there. Um, what else? Oh, I got a load of stuff coming from Brownells. I've got. Um, I use a Sinclair brass trimmer and the brass goes into a shell holder, like a die, if you will, that you then lock into the trimmer and you need one for every caliber. That's the downside. It's an incredibly precise trimmer, but um, every time you want to trim for a different caliber, you need to get a new shell holder. So I've got the 22, 250 and 4571s on the way. And then I am ready to reload for 4570. I got my powder. I got my 325 grain Hornady FTX bullets. Um, I had no way of trimming the brass. So now I have a way of trimming the brass so I can start reloading 4570 this winter. I lost my single stage reloading uh, section of my reloading room when I got a second Dylan. And that went where that 
single stage and turret press situation was, I moved it across the room to my archery bench. I've said screw archery and just whenever I need to do archery stuff, I'll, I'll figure it out. I don't do archery stuff very often in these days, but I do do a heck of a lot of reloading. So I've turned my archery section of the workroom into my single stage turret press slash shotgun press reloading area. So I set that up again and then i actually did some reloading i loaded some 308 for marcel so pretty busy week um probably some stuff i'm forgetting but uh what are you going to do oh yeah i did a lot of dry fire uh, my first uh, match in uh, my first indoor match my third ever match in production optics is coming up uh, on the 17th at the ama range in nova scotia so i've been doing um, i got ben stegger's books dry fire reloaded and skills and drills reloaded so i'm working my way through the dry fire book i'm not assuming that i am uh, above any of these drills so i'm starting with the first drill and i'm going to work my way through and the first drill was like super basic put a target up on the wall that scaled down that reflects 25 yards and just draw the gun perfectly from the from the holster slowly concentrating on a good grip and but most of all isolating the trigger finger from the rest of the hand so that you can concentrate on moving the trigger finger in isolation of the rest of the grip mm. so that you don't milk the trigger finger when you're like, you know, you squeeze the, the gun tight and you end up putting pressure on the trigger that you're, that's not meant to and you manipulate the muzzle. So it's all about just developing a feel for the trigger finger and developing a feel for that pressing the trigger straight back you know just like maple seed with your trigger trainer they give you the pen and they you know press the press press the back of the pen straight back into the pen same idea only you're you're taking that skill that you practice on the pen and practicing it on your gun so and under some kind of pressure and some kind of variability because you got to draw it out of your holster right with no time limit this is just about developing muscle memory the very first drill Mm. no time there's no time the next drill though you use a timer and you prep the gun, you present its target, you place your finger on the trigger, and when the beep goes, press it straight back on the beep. And then you ask yourself, did the sight move? Well, then you did it wrong. You're stupid. Try again. Cool. So go fast, don't suck. Yep. Go fast, All right. So that's it for me, uh, Dave. No, Adriel's next. Sorry, Dave. Adriel, what are you oh. going up to? I'm the host anyway, so I could just like assume you do what you want. Yeah. 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 Typically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What are you uh, saying? Let's see here. Uh, on the Friday, just after Thursday, I guess that's oh how that's God, how the order so of the days good. work. Yeah. Uh, on the Friday there, we had an instructor boot camp in uh, in Edmonton here. So Rick was out. Uh, we did a maple seed instructor boot camp. Had about uh, six IITs, something like that. No, five five IITs out, and we just ran through all the different uh, uh, points of instruction from maple seed, uh, all in one day, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. We had a, a heated garage at Sherwood Park, so it was, uh, which sounds hard, like nastier than it was. It was a nice big garage. It was heated and it was cold. It's perfect. Yeah, it was you like, need oh, the room. Nice. Yeah, you need the room to be able to move around and being nice and warm. Um, yeah, yeah well, I that, actually nice prefer those types of places too. Yeah. You guys got a chance to go over everything, practice it, and practice it, and practice it some more. Yeah. Um, so that's where you guys are going to get really good at that stuff, and then just do it practical because yeah. you did Esherwood Park, um, Maple Seed as well, and you were able to use it there. Well, yeah, and I mean the th- the thing about doing the Maple Seed. So what we're trying to do is is like get instructors, uh, get the ITs to get lots of reps in, 
that's hard to do in a maple seed when we have six IITs there, right? Yep. I mean, exactly. it's fantastic that we have so much help, but you're doing like two things. Right. And yep. that's it. And that's not yep. good repetition. So You'd that doing day, maple seeds for eight years before you finally got everything mastered. Yeah, exactly. So this instructor boot camp was, was really good. Uh, the guys are super pumped. We want to do another one in the winter here, uh, indoors Kelly. only. What? Kelly, you guys, you guys got your stuff together so well. It's almost like you took NCCP uh, modules or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like it's from Appleseed. It's like I, directly yeah. borrowed, borrowed, inspired by. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. Anyways. Take the best, leave the rest. Something like that. Anyways. Progress, uh, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. Yeah, there we go. Uh, from Rick. Okay. So, so it was fantastic. Stop the Rick isms. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Just needling Kelly. <laughs> I, I'm seeing him this weekend. I'm going to get all the Rickisms. Uh, oh, get them all in again. Uh, yeah, so Kelly, because all your Rickisms enjoy comments about like drinking whiskey properly or something. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, so the instructor boot camp was really good. Uh, we finished a little bit early, so we did some MQTs. At so, so we finished like you did MQTs. Okay. We yeah, did no, I'm gonna four, ask you about that. We did four. Yeah, I want to ask him about doing an MQT too. MQTs. Just one more second. So you did the down and dirty MQT, which is basically you, Trevor, you load five or you prep five magazines with ten rounds each, and then you just do the whole MQT. Yeah, and just do it all in one shot. You just yeah. you, you got four yeah. minutes, and you got four minutes it. to do it. Yeah, so how did you? So how'd you like that compared to doing it in the stages? I shoot a lot of like timed courses, so I I like when there's more pressure on for time. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like the 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 regular maple seed, it's like it's a little bit too comfortable for time. Yep. And I would like a lot more pressure and shooting okay. a, a whole maple seed in four minutes is a lot right. more pressure like you so have to you be running yeah you do and you have to you have to have your, everything set up first you have to have everything situated and know what you're doing but did you find that you shot better in a down and dirty or did you shoot better with the different stages I shot a I shot a, one of Rick's rifles because I didn't think we we're gonna we we're gonna get to any MQT okay. that day um, but I got a, I got a pretty good score. And, okay, what uh, was it? Two thirty five, two thirty eight, something like that. Two thirty eight. Yeah. So what was your high score? Me. What was your high score? Standard. Two forty four. But like on Shut a nice up. on a nice day. Yeah. Uh, on a nice day with a Chinese bolt action rifle <laughs> on a four dollar scope from Walmart. Yeah, Rick's Rick's rifle was much nicer than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I borrowed his fancy race rig. <laughs> it's got so, a nice scope. So. When you're savant, do you know you're savant, or do you have to be told by the people that you're savanty? He's savanty. Yeah, he is. I have shot thousands of gophers. Yes, like, just to let, like I've shot thousands of them, maybe even yeah. tens of thousands. Like it's not like I, I'm I'm a amateur with a twenty-two rifle. I've shot a lot of them. Right. Anyways, uh, it was fun. It, it was it was fun. I like. Basically, it. you just told me you memorized the phone book. This. <laughs> Yeah, you're not helping your case for not being a savant. So you really enjoyed you really enjoyed it. You got to yes. shoot four of them. Uh, no, I shot two. Um, okay. Yeah, we didn't have enough mags for it. Um, but uh, no, it was, I, I liked having the time pressure, mm-hmm. um, and I think that uh, it's it's yeah. almost it's not impossible to do with a bolt action. It's difficult. No, no. It's very difficult it's, to do. It's with difficult a bolt to do action. it with the yeah. But we 
I we've only done we've only done those MQTs twice, I believe, maybe three times. With instructors? No. With other people. Yeah, with did, uh, participants. How did, how did they survive? <laughs> but these were people that were um, these were people who could shoot. I see. These were yeah. these were people who are like the Luquayus and um, Greg Mays, and these were people who could shoot. So. We were able to get, I, we were able to get, um, I think five or six MQTs in, but it's basically mm. because we did we did the fast ones as well. So yeah. not they don't need a lot of instruction. They were able to do the first portions of it, but um, we find that some people, especially those that are used to shooting and used to shooting with the time pressure, did better when they actually ha- did those MQTs as opposed to the ones where it's very, you know. Okay, we're going to shoot stage one. Yeah, you don't yeah, have you to don't think. think. You just subconscious just is like, no, nope, get her done. I got to like, get into your bubble yeah, and go. I got to start hammering on this thing. And I mean, part part of it is like, oh, I guess I don't need all that time. Like, do I? I did the standing one in like thirty seconds just to like get through it, so I could get to the other ones. And it's like, ah, oh, there, that's good enough. Yeah, I I dropped four like minutes. two or three points. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, four yeah. minutes. You actually will have time left over if you do it right. Yeah, lots I, of time. I didn't have lots of time at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was fun. So four, four minute yeah. MQTs, a lot of time pressure. Normally, like uh, you know, last stage is 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 more than that, but you kind of compress it all into that, and it was it was good fun. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Rick and I took a, a break from Maple Seed for one day, and we shot a three gun match at Chaz. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did some three gun. Yeah, I, uh, I I I cracked out this guy here for uh, oh, yeah, for, for the uh, for the accuracy and for the memes because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the memes. <laughs> uh, for the it. people listening, I'm I'm holding up an eight and a half inch barrel uh, AR. It's a very short little AR. White. Barky. Barky. It's a what? Yeah. Barky. It's a white. Barky. Barky. It means that it's going to. It's bark, loud. Or loud. Oh yes. Going to give yeah. you. Uh, why you know, you, I, I took the break off. On, why I took the break off. On, why would you cry on spray paint it white? Why do you want a white gun? It's a snow gun. It's a snow gun mm-hmm. on the range. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, when you, when you, when, when you look at, at it, when you shoot AR-15s and you go to a three-gun match and you look at the rack and you're like, which oh, one's my gun? Stop. This is your <laughs> argument. All black. So I know which They're all the same. This one. So I put a sticker on my for- on my stock so I can tell which one's mine. You could put you could put quick. a sticker. So, yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. You know what? Move on. <laughs> uh, it was. This is not a great gun to shoot. Like, you just, think? Just just putting it out there. It is not like even at short range. This is not a good gun to shoot. It's because uh, why? It actually recoils. It actually recoils. It's light. This is five point five. Do you got a full auto buffer? Do you have a full auto buffer? And do you have a H two? Sorry, do you have a full auto bolt carrier group and an H two buffer? Full auto H. Put an H two recoils. Ah, okay, H2 that'll make will... that'll make like a tiny little bit of a difference. It still recoils. Uh, I need to run a brake on it. Is and what I would then, and then an adjustable gas block and bleed off some of the extra gas and a brake. I think and a break. Just get, just, just get a break. I had a break on it. Why'd you take it off? It was horrible. It, okay. Like shooting this thing was horrific with a break. Not the snot out of everyone. Oh, especially oh, here. It was terrible. Dude, it was muffin, terrible. Muffin, muffin does that with his ten point three, 
when you RO him in the bus, if you're not double plugged, you never RO the bus again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you get have PTSD to from yeah. being in there. Like, it's not right. <laughs> yeah. Guys so, show up uh, CQB matches with those little short guns with cans on them. And when they're doing modified prone and you're ROing and you're standing behind them, it's like it'll almost knock your hat off. Yep. <clears throat> you wouldn't think a 5.56 five, yeah. would, would be so snotty, but. And with the short well, break, it's, it's, short. it's burning a ton of powder there. Anyways, ton of fun. Uh, I would do it again, and I'm going to do it again in December. I'm going to take that little white guy out there, and I'm going to go in the snow, fight in the snow. Yeah, yeah. Make it worth lost. It. Hashtag worth it. Hashtag would do again. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, so it was, it was a smaller match. We had like fewer bays and fewer participants than normal, uh, So which incidentally for us is like 30, 35, 38, something like that. Um, so we ended up, uh, ending a little bit early and we had call outs at the end. So we normally do a shootout, but shootouts are kind of lame because you're like, oh man, I got to shoot against that guy. Okay. I lose. This is no fun anymore. Right. So instead of that, we did, uh, call outs. So you could say, Trevor, I want to go against you on the poppers nice. and do pistol. And you'd write down your name on the sheet and, and it'll come then up you'd, and you'd be, be like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyways, that was the idea. So, um, so people could write down their thing and, and they could find someone who is similar skill level to them and they could compete against them head to head. So we had two ROs running, uh, up there to, uh, to watch them as, as they just static shot at two sides of, uh, of, of the berm kind of a thing. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a good way to end cool. the day. Uh, Sunday was that maple seed at Sherwood Park. It was really good. IT's really pump up for next year. They already, already want to do another uh, boot camp. Oh, I got a couple of messages from people that attended it. So, um, oh, said they had... Just what? negative, right? Just like, oh, that eight-year-old no. guy is just like a big downer. On they the said thing. it was fantastic. Hmm. Jordine. Jordine yeah. messaged me. Uh, how, how well did she do? Well, this is her second. This is seat. her second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think she got rifleman. Oh, maybe she did last yeah, time. Yeah, she did. She got she the high score of the day. Since, she said she practiced since because yeah. she came back and she crushed it. A couple people yeah. crushed it. There's a, there was a, more than a couple people who this was like their second maple seed, and like they put some practice in between. And uh, isn't that always nice? The to results see? showed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they knew what so, they were doing. They so were Sherwood Park's on board, are they? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Good. It's fantastic. I just wanted to actually stop you and give a shout out to Jordan because I know she listens. So ah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, her and uh, uh, her and her partner Barb there did fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I heard Barb got it as well. Yep, fantastic. We had a bunch awesome. of people qualify. It was a fantastic event. Good in the cold too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> towards the end of the day, it's like oh, it started snowing and the the temperature stayed low and got lower. Okay, <laughs> so the last time that we. <laughs> We were in Sherwood Park in July. We were there in July, or was it August? July. It was five degrees, so I think it it was five degrees Celsius. So and it was raining, and it was about to snow. So I think it's about the same as November, right? Yeah, yeah. Minus one, minus two. Yeah, it was about the same. Wind blowing into your face, snowing. <laughs> Kelly, are you? Uh, I think I've asked you this before. No. Uh, <laughs> then I don't mind asking. What? Uh winter seed. Are we No. <laughs> she yes. had she had the answer prep like prepped up there. <laughs> yeah. It seems no. like she says no to me a lot. I'm not sure 
It's a reflex. But it's quite, we, yeah, it is. Totally we a said, reflex. We said no because we haven't been able. Yeah, we have been. Like, we did Sherwood Park and we did Edmonton in May. Was it May or April? May. May. It was and cold. it was snowing yep. and cold. Um, but we haven't done anything officially in February or January, and that's when we'd like to see them. I did one when it was minus 25 degrees. Oh, I don't know how you can do it. Like, no, e- even at like minus two, people like I, I watched one guy trying to put his pick up a chamber flag off the ground, and he yeah. couldn't do it. I watched him try five times to pick it up. And <laughs> Your his fingers, fingers were too work. numb. I'm like, let me grab that for you. <laughs> after five times, you're a humanitarian. Yeah. Well, after I stopped laughing. Uh, <laughs> no, I joke. I joke. One more attempt and he loses a finger to frostbite. He's joking. No. He never stopped laughing. He's still right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Dave. Okay, so it's on the plans. We want to do it. We, we nice. want to have a special patch for it as well. But I want one of those patches because, as I said, we didn't minus 25 with another minus 10 for wind chill. So I need yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> is right. Oh, yeah, too much. Um, so yeah, too buku, too buku. All right, that was the weekend. Uh, Monday was a gun club meeting, so I went to that. I signed up as a director so I could run more maple seeds and do that kind of thing uh, with my club. Uh, picked up some shooting mats. Uh, picked. I bought another safe. Uh, Canadian Tire had a sale on stack on safes. They had the eight yep. gun for like hundred bucks. So I was like, yeah. Give me one of those. I need to probably get one of those. Yep. Speaking yep. of gun safes, you didn't send me that ad for that gun that might be for sale or is for sale. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Okay. It's, Holy jeez. We're bit. like we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I picked up the uh, the Canadian Tire gun safe that comes disassembled. You have to assemble yourself. And as you assemble it, you're like, whoa, <laughs> this is not stopping anyone. <laughs> Like it came bent, and I'm like, oh, I'll just bend it back, <laughs> like with my hands, <laughs> and then bolt it together. And it's like it's aluminum. I, like, it's not steel. Yeah, you could get into this with like a, a decent screwdriver. Never mind a crowbar. Realistically, most gun safes can't open are going with the big heavy ones. They're not stopping anyone determined. I mean, it's just no, no. It's a little delay. Angled grinder gets you into most things like no yeah. problem no but no one's fooling anybody dave they know that you know criminals are going to break in eventually but it's about delay it's about and it also has um safe storage has a large component or sorry how can i phrase this a large component of developing safe storage regulation involves suicide prevention yeah. someone who's suicidal and goes for a firearm the more steps between them and the firearm the more time to reflect and so mm-hmm. on and so forth and possibly change their mind yeah, but yeah, when you really, really that. need a gun, I don't, I don't want <laughs> right, well, to that safe open. Of course, but, yes. you know. You yeah, know, in case I really, never... really want to go to the range quickly. Uh, quickly, yeah. Yes. That's, I mean, yeah. for, my, for so myself, I don't always I don't be like, dry firing. I don't like uh, running trigger locks and keeping everything in cases when it might be wet from the range. I prefer to take it out, put it in a safe. Alberta's dry, so if I put it in a safe, it'll dry out all on its own. I don't have to do anything special. Yeah, not me. Yeah, yeah. I have to bring the case into the house and let the firearm inside the case, you know, slowly come up to room temperature. Never Canadians on the ocean go to the range in January, come home and immediately open the case, take the gun out. 
boom, condensation. Well, you, uh, that happens out here too. If it's minus 20, minus 30 and you're out hunting and you come back, you need to leave that in a intermediate room or, or even outside and just there not even go. bring it just in. let it warm up slowly over time in the case and then take it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But uh, anyways, I got the second safe, which is more convenient for me. Screwed it into the wall, nice and uh, nice and secure. Uh, and it was cheap like Borscht, so who cares, right? Uh, our box is all right. Yeah, yeah, hundred bucks to hold like eight guns, and I got the eight guns in there. It took some like creative stacking. Like this one's going up, those ones are going nose down. I swear, but when I they made there. those, they had two guns available: a Kui thirty-nine and a Kui eighty-four. Because that's mm. like now nah, Kui thirty-nine. The the bolt sticks out to the side there too much. You need something that's a little bit more trim, like a shotgun. Perfect. Right. Nice. It's definitely straight. more for single yep. single shot shotguns. It's like a freaking pop tent, you know. Yeah, Sleep three people. My people. yeah, me <laughs> and my yeah, one in a chihuahua. Okay. Yeah. We're getting off topic, Kelly. <laughs> no, it's, it's, just, it's a problem today. <laughs> we're ketoing. We got beer going, well, whiskey, and at now least we're, we're talking about, about a gun safe pets. now, right? Okay. Anyways, yeah. So uh, so fantastic. That's uh, I got I got I got a cheap fantastic. secondary gun safe. This is actually my third gun oh. safe. <laughs> Uh, you should invest in gun room. Oh, I got so fingers was here the other night. Yeah, we were having, a, you know, everybody was touring the gun room that had never been here before. We were having a party and stuff. It was awesome, and we got looking at the fact that I'm doubled and tripled on some of my hooks now, right? So uh, he goes out and he finds the plans from the, who's the group in the U.S. that uh, you can buy the grants from CMP. What yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah, the CMP Marksman Program have the plans on their website for building gun racks. Oh. The kind that you would have, like, in the middle of a, of a storeroom or whatever, like storage. <laughs> yeah. You know, where the guns are like this, yep. and you build the racks, you put them back to back all along this wall in the gun room, baby. I'm going to get some. It's, got, it's for the Kui collection primarily, but nice. yeah. The Kui rather, gun rack. And, it was, and, and it's better than it's modular rather than just screwing stuff to the wall or trying to make, you know what I mean? We'll just build this gun rack, bring it in, put it against the wall. It'll be awesome. Well, this this stack on safe I got is is rimfire only. It's only for rimfire rifles. You got a rimfire specific safe. Mm-hmm. A former co-host of ours, and that's right. I called you former slacker. Would be would be not that he listens. He's not listening anyway. <laughs> no, exactly. He's too busy flying a little pretend airplane, raising a child. Anyway, he would be proud. Yes, lots of rimfires. All right, let me keep going here. Uh, I helped my wife do a Chinese range orientation for, for our range. You that did. people who are Chinese will be able to listen to the whole orientation video in Chinese. Nice. Do you uh, have a large Chinese How multicultural of you. We have a lot of we have a lot of Chinese people here in Edmonton. Yeah. As, and and they love going to the range. So it's like yeah, yeah. Actually I can't. <laughs> uh, uh, I the was guy who edits. Oh, I knew it as soon as I said it. <laughs> really you didn't know it before you said it that's unusual Rachel said a bad word <laughs> anyways I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that they're going to the range and they're taking up our very Canadian activities yeah uh, I hope they're getting instruction though because hmm? it's funny when you come from are the they getting kind of- instruction uh, they have firearms no. licenses, so you know they got that much instruction. That doesn't mean nothing. I know, right? But it's funny when you come from a communist country where you're not allowed to own firearms. One of the first things you want to do when you get to a little bit of freedom is own firearms. Mm. Yep, 
Yeah. There was a place up north of where I used to live in Toronto that I used to go to all the time. And you'd go in there and like all the guys buying the tactical stuff and the handguns, all Oriental. Yeah. All Chinese or Hong Kong. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm either that or go karts. <laughs> or go karts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I got out videos on the Nylon 66 and Ace. And sure did. Trevor, you've been like bugging me the whole time here. I'm, I'm pulling this uh-huh. up. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm going to need to send you the link. Oh, okay. Please do. Wait, wait. I wait. got just enough beer in me to pull the trigger on it, too. There we go. There's the Seneca Green Nylon 66 on sale on CGN that I showed in the video. Thank you. It is I also great. pulled up the Ace. Uh, Kui Ace One from 1929 to 1934. Did that? How many colors video. did they come in? Just the just three. the three. Three? Yeah. Oh, damn they it. I had got like three. They had a nuclear green that was that is just ugly as sin. It's just so weird. Like Dupont was getting real weird with their colors, and they're like, "We can do it like a nuclear green." And Remington's like, "Yeah, why not? Let's try that." And <laughs> did all sorts of weird stuff. Man. Uh, but Anyways, this one this one has like a, a real weird like green clear coat on it. It's like it's impossible to get it out in, in photos. Doesn't show up in the photos no. at all. No, in and I mean, even in real life, yoga pants. It, in in <sighs> this room with this lighting, barely shows up. Outside, you can get a green glint off of it sometimes. Yeah. So, how would you rate the condition of this firearm? I took like super duper detailed photos. If you wanted to take a look at it, so. Okay, how would you rate the condition? I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a condition rater. I buy like new guns. I shoot them for a season. And I sell them like used. I buy a new gun. That's, that's good, that's, eh? That's all I Jeez, do. How do I say no? Okay. Let me finish my thing here. Can we? Uh, I'm going hunting yeah. this weekend. I'm, I'm sorry, Kelly. Take, do you have uh, somewhere to be? Yes, I actually do. Okay, don't let us stop you. All right. I've got. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to take that 6.5 Creedmoor. And uh, just to be even more pragmatic, I'll take my Axis with the 20-round mag that I made for it. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case I need to, you know, really shell that deer just over and over and over again. Or maybe a whole family of deer will show up. And I'll just wipe them all out, leave nothing behind. And It's the right thing to do. (laughs) It's the right thing to do. Leave no orphans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the tasty way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. All right, that's it for me, uh, Dave. Uh, uh, what the hell did I do? Had the last ORA CQB match of the year on Saturday, so I was out with uh, Andrew from Canadian Patriot Podcast. He was our firing point officer and did a fine job. Was his beard also there? Andrew's beard also attended the match, of course. Perfect. His beard did most of the work, <laughs> as usual. But uh, Andrew did uh, very well, and the match went really well. Uh, we didn't really get snow. We didn't get any snow. It sucked. I hoped it would at least snow for the last match. And then I had an a plinking mat, a plinking, which is casual, come out to the range. We shoot 15 and 100 yard for a couple hours. We did that, and that went well. Uh, at the plinking uh, event, one of the guys' AR-15s wasn't working right, so I had him pull it apart, and he goes to hand me the 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 bolt carrier and i'm like what the shake that thing so he shakes it and his gas key's wobbling I'm like why is your gas key doing mm. that well i took it apart to clean under it Ugh. what mm. so for those mm. of you who don't know air 15 gas keys are state 
you need to use a fair amount of force to get them off. If you're forcing it, don't stick it in there. Just don't do it. <laughs> you need to or clean under off. your gas key, said no I one ever. Know. I, you know what? He's not the first person I've seen do that. I've seen really get the gas key off. The why do they, why do they oh, leave that bolts in there if you're not supposed to take it off? Yeah, it would probably be better to file them off or something. I don't know. It's, yeah, speaking of staking, Dave, so this has a trigger over travel screw. Yeah. On my on my Phoenix pistol, and I wanted to shorten it up a little bit, you know, try and get it as close to a 19 limit as possible. Couldn't get it to turn. Actually, took the trigger out of the gun, and what did I notice? They have it staked. staked. So what did I do? Unstaked. I stopped. It. No, stopped. <laughs> it's staked for a reason. I stopped. <laughs> well, this guy didn't, and he disabled <laughs> his brand new MRR. So he. Uh, he said he, I talked to him since, and he said he talked to the guys at Colt Canada. They were super nice. They made fun of him a little bit, but uh, they were Not unlike nice. us. Yeah, exactly. I made fun of them too, but I had him show a few other people on the range. Couldn't but you just I like get, put some helpful. put some Loctite on that thing and just torque it down and get through the match? It was just a fun shoot, so he ah. just single shot at it for a while, and then I pointed out he was probably going to break his gas tube if that thing happened to twist when yeah. it was closing, so... He uh, put that away and brought out his uh, his other guns. But uh, yeah, don't take your gas key off. Uh, I took my R15 because a buddy of mine had his WC180 or the WC180C, whatever the hell those. Close WK. Yeah. Yeah. So that of his has broken for like the fifth time. So last blinking event, I was standing there and I got hit by the bolt handle when it flew off the gun backwards <laughs> and bounced off me. And then a bunch of other stuff broke on the gun. And yeah, so he's returning that to Wolverine. And I told him, maybe go tell them it's an original lemon and you'd like a new gun and see what they say. So we'll see if they do. They might. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very nice of, uh, of Fong. At the end of the day, he handed my gun back and he handed me a box of ammo as well for loaning him the rifle for the day. So I thought that was super nice. Uh, my shadow is still not together. Um, yeah. Why not? How long's it been? How long's it been? been year, it last year, right? Yeah, it's been a year and a bit. Yeah, those exotic oh, pistols are really hard to work on and get parts for. No, <laughs> what, so what did you call it? A CZ Shadow? A Shadow. The SP01 Shadow. Yes, it's a special edition. Yes, this is a broken edition. Yes, exactly. So I got a I got a hammer and a disconnector from Adriel. Thank you, Adriel. And then I went to swap the hammer. And all the instructional videos I've found have said that the little pin that holds the hammer to the main strut support should just come out. You just touch it and it comes right out of the gun. No problem. Hundred percent. Yeah. No. This guy staked his in. What? Yeah. It's held in place by the sear cage. Well, this one had actually been crimped. I don't know how he... Oh, the pin going across, not down. No, the one going across, which according to everything I've seen, you should just be able to push it out. It is held by the body of the gun. Well, no, it's held by this pin right here, and this pin right here is held in by the sear cage. You take out the sear cage, this pin comes out, that pin goes falling out, falls out. Yeah, no, not in this case. The gun's been around since 75. There's no need to change this, or they would have. You could just get a pin and then drill it out. I got a buddy who's going to drill it out for me. He's got a yeah. machine shop at work, so he's going to sell I have to find a pen. So. But yeah, so don't do stupid crap like that because a like, two-minute job turned into a, a broken punch and a lot of swearing, and I got a pretty good gash on my finger from the uh, punch when it broke. So, Aww. 
I know, I'm a sad panda. So eventually yeah. my shadow will go back together and then I will use it. Trevor will kiss your boo-boo, though. I know I will. I love <laughs> you know, the oh other God, thing you I can mean, do for you know. a for a punch on a really rude pin like that, and I and I made one for my shadow, anticipating it to have to drill up, drift that pin out, and I didn't. Is you take a, an oversized uh, drift, yep. and you uh, you put it in a drill, and so it's turning, and then you sharpen the end like a pencil. So oh. what you want is that that pencil shape, and then the tip is just big enough to start it. But and just the tip, just the tip, and just. then. <laughs> So you got to just just sharp enough to start it, and that will like you cannot break that that drift, and you will oh. move that pin because you can put a rude amount of force through that thing. Okay, interesting. That's pretty cool. Huh. I will take that under advisement. So the other uh, what what else did I have on here? Oh, don't point guns at Dave. Dave gets upset. I'm not going to say what match it happened, but if you ever drop anything on a match while you're maneuvering or running down range. Humans can only think of one thing at a time. So if you drop something and then you go, oh, crap, i got to pick that up, you're not going to be watching your muzzle and you're going to turn around and point your rifle right at the ARO. And the ARO will not be happy about that fact. Well, once, yeah. So, yeah. So mm. luckily was holding the foregrip or holding the forearm of the rifle. Safety was on. I mean, it was not like his finger was on the trigger, but still, stupid. stupid None of it's stupid, ex- stupid, stupid, stupid. does. Yeah, you're making excuses for him. Stop it. No, I'm not. He's an idiot, and he was disqualified okay. from the match. Of course. But uh, yeah, important lesson: if you drop something and you want to go back to get it, put your gun down and go get it. At least it's still pointed downrange and it's safe. Don't don't turn around and try and do two things at once because human brain no work that way. So don't do that. Uh. What else did I do? Oh, Gunnies for Good. I started a Facebook group because I'm getting all pissed off about the election, about the uh, about all the politics around firearms and just getting so frustrated and upset with all the stuff I was reading. So I had started this little group called Gunnies for Good on Facebook, and it's just for posting good things about guns. No politics. Yay. Yay. Just fun, good stuff, like having fun at the range and good things that people have done. So yeah. join Gunnies for Good number four good and post all your fun gun stuff no politics bunnies for i'm oh, sorry but gunnies not bunnies gunnies for gunnies for good no bunnies for bunnies for good is the uh, is the playboy page it's, <laughs> there's guns I, on that page but yeah not, not the same yeah, not the guns we want to never mind i would yeah. not know yeah. yeah and that's okay. it that's it Nelly. All right. So what did I do? I literally cleaned my rifles and handguns to bits because they were disgusting and filthy and they were crunchy. Like the trigger on my 1022 should not crunch. So it was being used. I've loaned it out a lot recently and the places that were it was being used at it's been raining because it's maple seed there's sand dirt and then we're also putting through pretty crappy ammo through it so uh there was enough carbon on there for trevor to get a new uh handguard another one and what sweet sweet Sweet. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I could have built another one. And uh, with the handgun as well, the handguns as well, I, I cleaned them out. I'm going to be, one reason is because I'm going to be going and I'm going to go take, I set up another calendar, a shooting date with my friend Summer. Uh, so, I went recently, took 
um, my workmate Kim and her daughter Summer out shooting. And Summer is a natural. She just loves shooting. And she lo- she's just incredibly accurate and she's just a natural with handguns but she loved um she loved the the rifle as well so uh tracy who's going to be on later uh she's going to be going to um arrange on the 16th i'm actually i made a range day with summer to take her up there so she can try out some different handguns and different uh our rifles and different things and we're gonna go shooting again i'm not taking her mom I'm just taking summer and we're just going to go shooting. So a couple of girls going on a road trip and we're going to go and do the CCFR event. So I thought that was awesome. Uh, what else? Uh, I have a couple of people that had contacted me. Trevor was talking about those trigger trainers. I'm sending those out to everybody because uh, they want to know what they are. So Trevor kind of let everybody in on it. But um, yeah, uh, the more that we talk about those, the more that people are, are messaging me. So I'll send them out to them. The last thing that I've done this week, and I've been working really, really hard on it, and not only me, but uh, all we have a committee. So Tracy, Tracy Wilson's on that committee, and so is uh, Kelly Kincaid, and a whole bunch of other people that have been helping out with it as well. But we finally got our calendar pretty much in the bag. So the CCFR uh, 2020 CCFR uh, Gunny Girl calendar, we've been doing the sneak peeks on it so i'm going to be releasing another sneak peek this evening on the ccfr page as well as my personal page but just let you guys know that um uh those calendars uh they're going to be 20 dollars a piece again and uh, i'd like everybody to buy one and when you buy it then you register it and then you can win all kinds of prizes now i wanted to give a quick shout out to everybody who has responded to the call out for the bi-weekly uh, uh, prizes. We have more people that have donated for the bi-weekly prizes than we've ever had before. Um, some really great ones. So we're going to put some prize packages together. Um, Adriel's not allowed to win any of them, I've decided. So all of them? Yeah. Um, but register when you buy your calendar, make sure that you register it. And we have um, increased the amount of calendars that we're getting published uh, by actually by another so we did a thousand last year we're doing 1500 this year reason is because we also increased the amount of um uh, ladies day events we doubled we actually over doubled uh last year so it increased by 110 percent so the more that more calendars we sell the more events that we can do the more women that are getting into shooting the more that we actually are going to make some some changes. So just and just remember that, guys. When you buy a calendar, you're you're not just supporting the CCFR. You're supporting a very specific program within the CCFR. It's ladies exactly. in the calendar. You're supporting the ladies' days. We're getting new females introduced to firearm sports, and yep. hell hath no fury like a pissed off female gun owner. So, the more female <laughs> gun owners we have the better our chances are of keeping our firearms because they that will march correct. on Parliament Hill and people will listen to them. All right, so I took it to a, a, a silly place, but the truth is it's a, no, it's it's, true. It's a fundraiser for a very specific reason. So um, it's really important to get more females involved in firearms, and uh, this the calendar initiative helps pay for that. So, you know, buy two. Buy, some buy two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Buy one for your wife and one for your girlfriend. Yeah, they're – What? Yeah, no. 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 Uh, those that are listening down in the U.S., coordinate things with Tim Crosno. He'll be. Uh, I'll send him some stuff down, and he'll 
he'll ship them to you. That makes so much sense. Out of San Antonio, he does mail it out of San Antonio, and if you play your cards right, he might actually throw in some salsa or something. I don't know. I hope he'll he's coming steal back. Some sand from from the Alamo and put it in there. <laughs> sprinkle it in there. There is no. Maybe just hold on a second. I'm gonna think. Is there sand at the Alamo? It's like grass out front. Uh, no, no sand. No it's sand for you. No sand for it's you. in the middle of downtown San Antonio. I was there. I know. Oh right, yeah. Never mind. Shut up, Kelly. <laughs> That's it. You're slowing That's it all. down. Don't I, you need to be somewhere? Shush. I gotta. I got. I gotta do work because they have to prepare for tomorrow. Starting a new program. <sighs> I'm okay. I'll just shut up now. We can move forward. Move forward. <laughs> On to upcoming well, events. We don't have any because it's winter. Uh, so if you want to, if you want us to notify everyone about, oh wait, you have one. I have one. I just don't okay. put it on the show. If notes. it's not in the notes, you don't you have put it. Put it on the notes, and I'll, 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 I know, I'll like intro. Five minutes before the show. Shut up. FN new guy. Yes, FNG. Um, <laughs> service round Terror Rifle Association service rifle match is coming up. Last one of the year. It's going to be snow match. Come on, Blizzard. Coming up on the November uh, 16th. Hey, it's service conditions. We've been shooting sometimes, and you have to wait for the gust of wind to die down so you can shoot the targets. Conditions. It's all about the conditions. Yeah. Yep. No bad weather, just bad clothing. <laughs> and bad shooters and bad guns. Yeah. Bad attitudes. Oh, speaking yeah. of which, I did have some guys show up for plinking last week, and they were complaining about how cold it was, mainly because they were wearing ankle socks and track pants. <laughs> and it was raining, and it was five degrees. Oh, man, speaking of conditions, I decided to check the weather because we had a, a special weather statement all week for tomorrow. It has ended. Looks like I'm going to work after all. Uh, dude, better better cut back on that beer then. Sorry, mm. pumpkin. No. Or keep going. Damn it. Damn it, if I go to work, I'm going to work hungover. <laughs> oh, that's a good goal. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. God, I'm glad life. You can do this, Trevor. We believe I, in you. We can, I've, yeah. done, I've done it before. I'm seasoned. Don't you worry, sunshine. I got this. Bud Light. Oh, uh, dear. It's okay. what was here. It's not like I bought it. I would never buy it. Even would you? Beer, I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> As much as I would like to have a a discussion about domestic beer, uh, (laughs) if you have an upcoming event that you would like us to notify everyone uh, about, send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Aboot. It's pronounced boot. Aboot. Thank you. So when we say about, the Americans hear aboot. When we say aboot, what do they hear? Boots? I don't know. A big shoe. About. Shoe, yeah. Yeah, rubber boot. Right, goes the other way. All right. Uh, News. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this one. This is uh, this is coming out of uh, my home province of oh, Alberta. Oh, it's amazing. And it is amazing, isn't it? it but it never should have had to come to this. Like, this um, should have always been a common sense thing. Well, okay. So, Canadian law, any, anyone can sue anyone for anything. That's the law. Not can, no more. Not no more. Nope. So, if you, uh, if you defend your property and you don't get successfully charged with anything, you can't sue them. And this is specifically because we had uh, we had some people trying to steal some stuff on a property in Alberta. Here, the homeowner shot a twenty-two at them, kind of a, a warning shot, uh, but it bounced and it, it took a bad bounce and it nailed one of the guys. And he got off of the criminal charges. The guy took some civil charges to him, and they are making this law 
be pr- uh, retroactive to just before that uh, that incident, so it will uh, it will not apply. It, it, or sorry, it, it will apply. Are they, the guy. To, are they going to award him his legal fees back as well? Because they should. Mm, no, probably nah, not. No, nah, they won't award him his legal. But I, I'd imagine that was paid for. He, he had a GoFundMe and a couple of other things. Yeah. And I'd imagine you he know, was well-funded for that. Not only do I appreciate your province for keeping our schools and hospitals open here in New Brunswick, I appreciate your province for all of its common sense. This one was really good. This one was like, yeah. It's really good. To, to, to get nailed. So after getting past the criminal charges where the, the judge was like, nah, Close enough. You're 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 free to go. Uh, to get sued afterwards is like is 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 really it's, dirty. Yeah. To get sued by the thief that was on your property and you would never have done anything to anyone otherwise uh, is uh, yeah. is lame. And it's 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 a good thing that now we have this law that uh, will stop that. Yeah, dude's got quite the balls on him to do that. Well, he thought he was American for a second because they do it down there all the time. Oh, Some guy goes yeah. in and robs a Seven Eleven, gets shot, and then the family's interviewed on the street, and they're like, "He had no business taking a gun to work to defend himself." Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe you know, maybe my brother should have been robbing a place, but he's not totally at fault. Actually, well, same, he is. Same things. <laughs> same things happening here. We actually, uh, we've got a problem with uh, with liquor store robberies here in uh, here in Edmonton. We've got a. Uh, I just saw a warrant go up. Uh, for someone who has robbed 20 plus liquor stores. Two guys. Doing the it all. only reason why it's happening is because they're told on principle, don't stop them. Just let in them, Ontario, ta- let them take they don't it. don't even rob the place. In Ontario, in. in Ontario, they walk in, take the liquor they want and walk out because the employees mm-hmm. are told, do not interfere, do not stop them. Mm-hmm. What the hell is you, going on? What do you mean don't stop them? Somebody the videos a video are... of somebody just, yeah, they come into the store, they get their little cart out, load up yeah. the cart, and then, like, wave and walk out of the store. Dave, yeah. two different videos, two different incidents. Yeah. And if I club one of them in the back of the head with a Texas Mickey, I go to jail. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I Anywho. don't understand yeah. nothing no more. Yeah. Maybe it'll start changing here in Edmonton or Alberta, not Edmonton specifically. Winnipeg is the only place in the country I've ever been to where the liquor stores had security guards. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, I was at a few of them last time I was there, and there were no guards. Well, apparently you stayed in a better neighborhood than I did. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was in Winnipeg. (laughs) Right. There's no good neighborhoods. There's bad and badder. (laughs) Again, send your hate mail. Yes, there is. All right. Speaking of hate mail, let's uh, let's show Trevor's uh, favorite new PCC coming up uh, coming up here. So you guys can't see, but I've got it up on the screen for everyone else here. This uh, PCC is uh, dumb. It's it one is. That people will pine after. I think no, it's pine. It's yeah, pine after. Yes, that's correct. There's there's one serious problem with this PCC. It's a high point. No. Five round mags and it's horrible. Yes, it's it's, it's five hundred it, bucks. It's 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 a five hundred dollar high point. The gun, in, the gun in itself, you know, uh, Jordan, um, who used to be FX Hummel one on YouTube years ago, had one, never had a problem with it. A lot of people have, have had them and have had great success with them. Say what you want about high points. They always work, right? So this high point PCC has been around a long, long time. It's been out for what a decade at least, right? No complaints. It's like all high points, two things, it's cheap and it works. The problem with this in Canada is the magazine 
for whatever reason, there's a reason, it's explained in Special Bulletin for Businesses on Magazine Capacity Number 72 by the RCMP, the reason it's explained there, the mag is restricted to five rounds. Rifle. So yes, it's yes, it's non-restricted. Yes, it's five hundred dollars. But a, it's a high point, and b, it's five round capacity. Hmm. So it's a unique a unique mag for this gun. That must be it. They didn't make it to use one of the high point pistol mags. That's got to be it. That's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So everywhere I've seen it posted, I, I'm that guy, right? I'm trolling the ad going, is this the one that takes five-round mags? Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. Yes, you are. Oh, more Maybe. editing. No, I'm not editing that. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> speaking of cheap firearms, here's a, a Gersan MC9T red dot combo for... The MSRP is 565 I don't know if they'll sell for that or sell for less, but... A red dot, not red dot ready. It's a red dot pistol for five sixty. I wonder what well, kind of red dot that front, is. It still has a front sight on it, so mm-hmm. um, there's a, a couple of red dots out there that are like made in China, and then they come into North America with different names put on them. So it's a cheap red dot. It's not well. There's last. cheap red dots and there's cheap red dots because you can get right. ones that look kind of like this. For twenty bucks on eBay, I don't think yeah. that's what this is. It's airsoft. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's an airsoft one, but I don't think it's like a, a fantastic quality one either. So this gun is basically an MMP Pro. It's so the Gersan is very similar to the MMP, and mm-hmm. this is the five-inch version that's incredibly similar to the MMP Pro. So if you like the ergonomics and the fit and finish of an MMP. You'll like the Gersan well, for a lot so less money. The MC28, yeah. This one looks different. I've got an MC28 downstairs. This looks different. This is the MC9T. Really? Yeah, look at the grip profile on it. It looks different. It looks closer to your FN? No. Uh, mm-hmm. uh what's the what's the one that's knocking off the Walther? Uh Jeez, it's just slipping my mind for a second. The other, HK? No, the other value-priced uh, Turk pistol. Canic? Yeah, it looks kind of like the Canic. Oh, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. This is maybe a Canic knockoff. Oh, no idea. But it looks different than the MC-28. Interesting. Yeah, the cutout on the slide is all different. Yeah, the slide's ported all over the place. And the, the locking lug on it is different, too. Cocking serrations underneath the optic, which is nice. When you buy an optic-ready CZ Shadow 2, no cocking serrations in the back. Mm-hmm. Dumb. That's weird. Dumb. Yeah, it's not just weird. It's dumb. Mm. Yeah, if I could. Here, I've got a I've got a picture of the MC-28. Yeah, fairly different. Fairly different uh, look on it. Very different grip. Very different mag release. So I was looking at the uh, mm. slide stop and the um, takedown lever mm-hmm. and the location of the pins for the trigger group and the sear cage in the back, and that's what was making me think MMP, but no way. Mm. We don't know. It, it could just be like different look, same, mm. same underneath. Well, the one thing we can be sure of is Turkey doesn't really invent anything new. They just copy other stuff. With the exception of maybe like the Typhoon and the Daria, 
that's I don't know any other gun that. Well, even the M- the MC twenty eight isn't strictly an MMP copy. No, it's it's, n- it's pretty different than the MMP. Anyways, I don't want to talk about the Gersan. It's not that interesting. Uh, they've got a red dot combo for five fifty. That is kind of interesting. Yeah. There you a go. Red dot pistol. Let's move on to something that's a little bit more different. Uh, Nordic right. has. I'm gonna bail at that point. Toodles, everyone. I'm out. It's, it's getting late in, in Eastern uh, Canada. It is. Good night, right. everyone. Thanks, Dave. Later. Bye, Dave. Uh, Nordic Marksman has the Anschutz 1781 in 30-06 for uh, right around $2,500. So if you're looking for a very fancy bolt-action hunting rifle, I think this would be a hunting rifle. Iron sights, or no iron sights. You pay more for no iron sights. <laughs> uh, they're right around 2600 bucks from uh, Nordic Marksman. Interesting. Yeah, kind of a neat. Why don't we move on to the main topic? Joining us this week for the main topic is Tracy Wilson from the CCFR. Tracy, welcome back to Slamfire Radio. Thanks, Trev. Nice to be here. I made it sound easy, didn't I? That was yeah. pretty good. I I'm was going to take your job, so <laughs> you're lucky. <laughs> you couldn't possibly take my job. Your current job is way too important to all of us who are gun owners. Tracy, um, it's post-election. This is your first yeah. interview back on Slamfire since um, the dismal results of the federal election. And I know that the CCFR has been busy. Unfortunately, we had a war room meeting that I wasn't able to attend. So why don't you uh, just hit the ground running, give us an update, tell us how we're going to uh, move forward. Okay, so first of all, I've got lots to talk about as far as politics go. Um, One quick thing I just wanted to mention at the top here was the CPC just had their first caucus meeting here in Ottawa. You can say that word all day long, it's fun, caucus. So they had their first conservative caucus meeting here in Ottawa yesterday at one o'clock in the afternoon. Now, I did a quick live video about this because this was a big deal. Um, This was an opportunity for the Conservative members of Parliament to possibly do a leadership review, right, to force a leadership um, issue uh, with uh, Andrew Scheer. And this was something that a lot of media were sort of expecting to happen. Now, you only need a 25% of the MPs to vote for a leadership uh, review, what happens then is a vote is forced immediately on the spot and Andrew Shear would need at least 51% of his caucus to agree that he stays in order for him to stay. He did get a pass yesterday. However, there's more to this story because come April, um, because he lost the election, even though he won the votes, he will be forced to a mandatory leadership review. So Good. Let's um, put Michelle uh, Rample in there and... Yeah, well, I know she'd be awesome. I wish yep. I wish she was more interested in it, but um, you know, I was actually thinking, she, wouldn't she make a great public safety minister? She would. Yeah, she would. Right? Yeah. So uh, we could put that we could put that ministry back to its you know original design purpose, which to of keep course public is safe. Yeah, to All keep public safe, sense. which Gangs, is like borders. guns, drugs, borders. Uh, immigration, all that falls under there. Now, of course, with Uncle Ralph being so sleepy the last few years because he's so aged, he was unable to keep track of his portfolio and complete it. So they've had to portion off his job to other ministers and invent ministries that never existed. And anyways, we could simplify that, save the taxpayers a pile of money 
and get somebody in there that knows what the hell she's doing. So it would be, it would be great in my mind, but Mm -hmm. um, anyways, so look forward to a leadership review, a mandatory one in April with the conservatives this afternoon, Justin Trudeau met with his caucus here in Ottawa um, this afternoon at three o'clock. Funny enough, he also brought all the MPs who lost. So, you know, Uncle Ralph was here. All those guys who, who are no longer members of parliament, for some reason, of course, were all flown to Ottawa so they could um, run so I paid for the loser. I paid for the losers to go to lunch. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's well, I will, another quick, quick little tidbit on uh, the politics here in Ottawa is now that Ralph is out of his seat as a member of parliament, he was one of the longest standing members of parliament here in Ottawa, and he's a party faithful, like partisan to the core, right? I would keep an eye out for him to look for a Senate seat. And I'm sure they're probably lining up for Senate seats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure Justin Trudeau would just love to appoint him one of his independent, not independent senators. So I I would keep an eye open uh, for that. There was some other stuff going on here in Ottawa as well yesterday. Pauli Sousouvien, the radical Montreal-based anti-gun lobby, held a press conference here in Ottawa at Centre Block. And it it's kind of interesting because the purpose of the of the of the um, press conference was to ask the feds to, of course, include handguns and all semi-automatics in their assault rifle ban. For those of you listening, I'm doing air quotes because, of course, there's no such thing as an assault rifle in Canada. Um, and they did the usual. They paraded out uh, family members of victims of you know horrible tragedies committed by criminals. And somehow implied that legal gun owners are the cause of that. It went largely undetected by the mainstream media because I think at this point, everybody's sick of the same song and dance. You know, we got to get the guns off the streets. And by off the streets, they mean kicking in the doors of grandmothers like me and ripping them out of our gun safes, right? So, yeah, anyways, that's pretty interesting. So they've been creating their own social media posts. They've been uh, at war with me all day today. Interestingly enough, um, on the warpath as well are the lobby doctors from the Canadian Doctors for Protection from Guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've done this really massive national advertising um, campaign on radio all across the Question. nation in major Tracy, cities. Yeah, who's, who's funding them? Are they are they paying well, for all this out of their own pocket? Of course not, Trevor. Like, <laughs> do you think these these doctors and trauma surgeons who you know, I mean, they make a good salary and everything, but they they work their butts off for it. Do you think they're willingly spending their own money to go out and gun grab after us? Of course not. This is all fed down through the big funnel that is the Coalition for Gun Control. So, um, yeah, the one... Where's their primary to- source of funding coming mm-hmm. from? Well, they do get government funding. They, um, they- Do we? <laughs> Russian, uh- Russian government? I mean... <laughs> Well, why, are, they, why are tax dollars paying to fight against something that's legal? Is this one of those things like the same government that taxes VLTs also pays for VLT treatment for your addicts? Right. Okay, right. that's it's how that exactly works. like that. So they they pay Wendy and her her organization to be consultants on public safety issues, and of course she gets a pool of money. Then what do the RCMP do? What whatever Uncle Ralph wanted them to do, but, right? Like I, I mean, I guess well, <laughs> yeah. I don't the, really know, but here's, the fox here's is the guarding thing. the hen house. Yeah, absolutely. And I made a promise to gun owners that within, if if Andrew Shear had won, if the Conservatives had won the election, 
um, within the first 100 days of their mandate that I would uncover every dime of funding coming out of the federal coffers to all these groups. Now, he didn't win the election, but I've got some allies within the official opposition party who will be very eager to help me find those tidbits of information. So I think that needs to be exposed if the taxpayers are paying for what they are paying for. Um, I think they have a right to know. Yeah. So this, this is all leading up to our war rooming. So that's why I'm giving you a little background on what everyone else is doing and uh, what we're going to do about it. So they've got this radio campaign going in every major Canadian city. They've got a, a great big new website um, not bulletproof.ca, uh, where of course they talk about how terrifyingly dangerous these firearms are. They put up a bunch of stats about crime and then say, we need to ban legal guns. It's, you know, it, it, the mental gymnastics it takes to try and, and connect those two is amazing yet there they are doing it. So they've, they've got some considerable resources. Um, we do, um, I did hear from the, you know, the pro-gun doctors today. Uh, as you know, we've got the Doctors for Firearm Safety and Responsibility. And Dr. Reza Murda from that group will be doing an interview on Sunday. So everyone, make sure you follow uh, the CCFR social media. I'll be posting all the information. You can listen to Dr. Rita. Try and defend some of this stuff, um, especially in Toronto where you've got the uh, medical health officer lobbying the lobbying city council to lobby the feds for a gun ban. So yeah, this is a huge battle. And, um, you know, at this point, I know we've been saying this all along is it's up to gun owners to fund their own fight. That's never been more true or more important. You know, Um, these, we've got all these groups that are, you know, got some pretty sophisticated plans, some significant resources And we cannot let this stuff go unanswered. You know, we're not going to work quietly behind the scenes or pretend we're doing heavy lifting. We're going to be out there kicking ass every single day. So we did have the CCFR war room meeting. So Rod and I had been working on some ideas for projects. We're looking at a very short term right now because, as you know, minority governments like what the Liberals have been reduced to, um, traditionally have a very short lifespan in Parliament. Um, so we're, we're looking at the next 12 months, possibly the next 18. So we unveiled to the Board of Directors of the CCFR um, a whole litany of projects that's going to happen. Some of them are massive national campaigns. It's very exciting. There's going to be stuff that every gun owner in Canada can participate in. There's going to be... Um, some high-level work done, but as well, there's going to be boots-to-the-ground stuff. So we are going to be looking to gun owners to really step up and help us help them preserve their sport. So I can't really give you the details of that. However, you can watch for stuff to start unrolling in January and February. We've got to get, you know, the the framework set up. Um, There's a lot of cool stuff coming. There is a CCFR app coming too so that's going to be really exciting so yeah there's an enormous amount of work as you know there's only a staff of a paid staff of three people here at the ccfr um so we do need some funding i am looking to hire a fourth so i'll be putting something out about that and uh yeah we were (laughs) we will not let any of this go unanswered so um it it is a, a very questionable time right now because we will have the House will resume sitting on the 20th of November, 
And I believe by December 6th, we should have mandate letters out to the different ministries, um, as well as, of course, the appointments of those ministries from within the Liberal Party. How much of a priority this gun control stuff will be to them, considering the, you know, the unrest in the West and, um, you know, climate and all the other things that they they need to be focusing on? I'm not sure. But rest assured, uh... every time Justin Trudeau's in trouble, we know exactly what he does is he brings out some gun control, right, just to refocus Mm -hmm. people. So. He did mention in his little victory speech there, I think the third, he mentioned like four points and one of them was get yeah. guns off the streets. And it's yeah. an easy yeah. one for them, right? Because everybody else uh-huh. other than conservatives is like, yeah, guns are bad. Yeah, well, that's so, right. Um, you know, That would be it, fine if he was actually trying to get them off the streets. Oh, no, I exactly. agree. I, I also but want guns not. off the streets. Yep. Yeah. However, kicking in my door and taking them out of my safe isn't going to make anyone safer, right? In mm-hmm. fact, it... Yeah, it's probably going to put a lot of people in jeopardy. So, yeah, so there's some, you know, some um, unrest right now because we're not sure what's going to happen or how fast it's going to happen. Um, There's some talk about the Liberals possibly putting forth these kinds of ideas like, um, you know, assault rifle, in air quotes, bans through OIC, which is an ordering council. This, these are typically reserved for other types of things. I was just so going to say, like the order in council was not invented or didn't, doesn't exist for this sort of thing. This is not why we have the option of order in council. Oh, that's right. So it would be very unconventional for them to do that and a total overreach of their power. So I don't know. I, I was talking but with a journalist today. And given he, this government, like I put nothing past real, nothing. Oh yeah. Well, he, as we have seen clearly, he thinks there's no rules that apply to him, and nope. they actually don't. He's not wrong, because no matter what he's done or how, uh, you know, how crazy his behavior is or his outright um, disrespect for the rule of law, he, you know, he gets a free pass from the Canadian people. So yep. he's tough. Yeah, on. yeah, he's tough on Trudeau for incredible. sure. Yeah. So the CCFR will be really busy. Lots of announcements coming forward. You know. Um, if you don't hear too much from us through the month of December, it's not because we've gone dark or we aren't working. It's because we are literally in the cave crafting some really amazing kick-ass stuff that is just going to blow your mind. So, yeah, stay tuned. There's really good stuff coming. A um, couple small announcements, too, just to end that off, is um, on November 16th, which is the last day of the rifle deer hunt here in Ontario, I will be speaking at the Madawaska Fish and Game in Quadville, which is cool because yeah. that's where Letterkenny is uh, filmed. Oh, so nice. Mat- yeah, I know. It's really cool. <laughs> so Madawaska Fish and Game, they're having an open house range day for anyone who's interested. Come by and shoot some guns. I'm going to bring a little Vicious out for a nice uh, frosty testing. And uh, then we're going to go in the clubhouse once, d- you know, the darkness falls here in Ontario. And we're going to have a great chat about where we go from here um, as gun owners in this country so it's sort of a range day open house town hall kind of gig so november 16th matawaska fishing game also there's some news out of the ccfr we um agreed to a sponsorship for the television show called just hunt with amanda lynn mayhew so um a lot of people have been watching amanda over the last couple of years she's really um brought a great brand forward as far as women in the shooting sports. She's got some side projects like Take Me Hunting, Take Me Fishing, and Take Me Shooting, which is um, our programs designed 
for women and youth to get out and try these things for their first time. She's got a really great audience. And the, the more I think about it, you know, as an advocate, I always tout that number of 2.2 million gun owners. But realistically, we all full well know there is a large portion of those gun owners that are strictly hunters and they think the stuff doesn't touch them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a hunter and I hunt with semi-automatics and everything, you know, this community needs a little unity. So, yeah, so I think it'll be a great opportunity to reach some of those people that may not otherwise be involved in advocacy and a great chance to support a woman in the shooting sports. And then lastly, a great big announcement, our very own Kelly Kincaid, who was our Ontario Provincial Coordinator, which is actually a really big job trying to, you know, it's like it's like herding cats, trying to get these everybody <laughs> organized for shows and events. And it's been a ton of work. She's done an awesome job. She leaves big shoes to fill in that position. However, she um, is transferring over to a brand new role here at the CCFR, which is Vice President of Special Events. So Kelly, uh, it's an officer position. And Kelly will remain an officer and will start taking the lead on all major events here at the CCFR. So that includes things like TACOM, Toronto Sportsman Show, which is probably our biggest um, gun hunting type show. Um, It'll be a great opportunity for her to help with logistics for the CCFR AGM. You know, some of our ladies days in certain areas, like the ones that I go to, turn into a three ring circus. And they're, they're more than just a ladies day. They're an event on their own. Um, so there's a lot of these events that we will be participating in and growing as the CCFR grows and Kelly's talents will be put to good use helping with that. Fantastic. Yeah. So congratulations yep. to Kelly. Definitely. Um, I, I couldn't think of a better fit actually. Yeah. I think like as she's so organized and she doesn't fool around. Eh? Like people keep no. calling me vicious and man, no. I don't know. I mean, she's almost know. as good as our Kelly, but. You know. Hey, we share a brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kelly squared. That's Kelly right. squared. <laughs> yeah. When the two of them are together, look out. It's it's scary stuff. Oh, I know. Sometimes they come over here and we drink wine. So yeah, oh. what happens then? Mix a little <laughs> Tracy in the middle of that, and it's yeah, yeah, it's madness. lots of fun. Yeah, total madness. Hmm. Yeah, she'll do a great job of it. She's very organized, as Tracy was saying, but she's also. Um, she can get some stuff done with the, uh, you know, all she has to do is say please and smile and, and people are, are happy can, to do it. They know that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it means that we're going to actually be able to do some really great work with events and get more of those going as well. Get more people get to spread the CCFR message. So it's going to be good. I'm excited right. about it. Yay. There'll be some, yeah, it'll be great. And there's some of those projects that came out of the, CCFR war room that mm-hmm. are literally major events. So yeah, yeah there's going to be lots of work for her to do. Totally different type of work, but I believe she's up for the challenge and I think it's going to be a great success. Yeah. Me too. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So Tracy, that's, that's kind of like the, um, the official update and some tips about uh, what's coming up now. Let's, let's speculate a little bit here. Let's just beat mm-hmm. around some, some personal opinions and, I want to share something with you and get some uh, some of your thoughts on it. So, sure. Right now, I believe um, the time 
if for gun owners, it's the time for gun owners to buy semi-autos, not sell their semi-autos. There's a lot of panic and people want to start putting stuff in plastic tubes or sell stuff before it's taken away. And so here's my belief. I think that um, legislation is, is not always an easy thing to, to pass. It always takes time, even when you have a majority government. So right now we're in a position where they need to pass um, legislation to ban or take, take away our semi-autos. And they're in a position of minority, which makes it even more difficult. Right. And minority governments tend to not last. There's a lot of people who believe we'll be back at the polls within 24 months. So mm -hmm. I think that we will be at the polls within 24 months. I don't think they'll have the strength to pass any firearms legislation between now and then. Um, the leader of the NDP is not like publicly pro-gun, pro but he's not anti-gun either. So he mm -hmm. may not vote with them when it comes to gun legislation. The Conservatives certainly aren't going to vote with them when it comes to that because if the NDP thinks he can get gun owners on his side next time around, he's going to try whatever he can. He lost half of his seats. That's so right. he's yeah. kind of desperate. He doesn't want to alienate gun owners. So uh, I, I don't see this firearm legislation getting passed, and I don't see the minority government lasting. What do you think? I will agree with you on all of those things. Now, of course, you know, some people are saying because the NDP went so broke with their campaign, one thing I'll say about Jagmeet is he sure loves to campaign and he did it upright. Now, unfortunately, they drained their bank account so badly that they had to take out a second mortgage on their office building, right? So, oh, wow. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying he may do whatever's in his power to prevent another election within two years because he's got no money for a campaign. Oh, However, yeah, yeah. so that's a little bit yep. of a stinger there. Now, on the other hand, he's got that totally woke justice, you know, <sighs> social justice warrior vote thing going on. The young people love the Jagmeet. They he's, do, man. He's doing they do. his TikTok videos and he yep. is so hip and fly. It's not even funny. And what's really funny is for, if you remember, four short years ago, it was Justin Trudeau that was so woke and so, so with it. And, you know, this, this truly, uh, you know, millennial pleasing type of guy. Well, he yeah. is absolutely not. He's a, he's a racist. He's a, you know, he's had some issues. Uh, with he's no feminist. He is absolutely no feminist. You know, he put together he, a rainbow cabinet and then fired anyone who opposed him at all. Well, yeah, and I mean, we're failing internationally. Too. He is a He's, corporate bootlicker. Oh, yeah. And if he oh, yeah. and if he if he gropes you, you interpreted the situation differently than him. He'd beat oh, my right elbow. Now, if he likes I, the lady, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, he'd be getting some elbow action right back from me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't look so cute without teeth, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so so I think it's a really interesting dynamic because although the NDP doesn't have any any money to take a run at it again, two years, although it's a very short time, um, as uh, far as fundraising goes, look what we can do in two years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think it's nope. gonna go. I think it's gonna go, and I think um, I think you will see Trudeau lose that election in two years because, of course, by then one of one of two things will be happening with the conservatives who did actually quite well in this election, considering they weren't, you know, the, the winner at the end of the day. Number one, you're either going to see somebody else taking a leadership role for that party, or you're going to see Andrew Scheer totally reinvented. Either, yeah. either way would know. be a positive. Yeah. 
I, you're right. I mean, okay. People dislike him so much that he wasn't able to beat Trudeau. Like, how do you not beat Trudeau? We should have been able to run um, someone. I don't, I don't, I'm going to say a bunch of terrible, inappropriate things. So I'm just not going to say anything, but anybody who we ran against Trudeau should have been able to beat him after all the things he did. But people thought that Andrew was so boring and not dynamic. Like you said, they love the woke guy. Four years ago, they loved Trudeau because he was a social justice warrior. Andrew Shear is just too plain and too boring for most Canadians. And that's unfortunate because I think he's exactly what we needed. I he's get moderate. no problem with him. Yeah, right. He's the moderate he's, conservative. And yeah. That's why, they, that's why they went with him because they thought that he'd appeal to everyone. Right. Where he, he is not somebody. When the chances were there during the debates, he didn't go in for the kill. And people were oh. expecting that. He let this comment slide is what happened. So, yeah, I think a new leader. Yeah. Let, so um, the, the conservatives let the liberals say, oh, my God, this guy's so scary. Look at him. And the conservatives didn't really say, you know, screw you guys. Mm-hmm. That's not how we roll. And I think they let the other party sort of believe what they made people believe what they want to believe about conservatives. I had a friend going on about how she's vote. They're voting liberal because the conservatives are so homophobic. They're so racist. They're yes, and that should have been that should have been challenged. I gotta, yep. I gotta tell you, I heard a comment come out of the media yesterday. So of course, um, the conservatives had their caucus meeting, and there was a huge media scrum right outside of the caucus chambers. So you know, the media is there, and they're yeah, it was a total paparazzi thing, right? And yep. Michelle comes out of the caucus room. And she goes up to the cameras and there's a million cameras and microphones in her face. There's a cool picture on her, her Facebook and Twitter about it, actually. And they asked her, you know, what was her, her, her best thing out of the whole last year? And she didn't say the campaign or the election or any of that. She said, I got two best things. Number one, I got married. And number two, I officiated a gay wedding. Nice. That's all, yeah. You know, I'm not saying Cheers got to go officiate a gay wedding. I'm okay. not saying that. But... <laughs> These are the kind of like that's yep. mm-hmm. that's pretty yep. woke, right? And yep. I know I know Michelle personally. You guys know that. Yep. And I mean, she's uh, you know, she's she's pretty hip, but she's also pretty old fashioned. She but, yeah, she would be the perfect and, leader. Okay, but is yeah. she interested? No, no. So who do that's you think? That's a problem. She just okay. got married, right? So she wants to have a life. <laughs> she wants to have kids. I know she wants to have all this, but so of the current people, Peter McKay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who are so? Who are some of the other that you think are going to fight for it? Um. Well, I think Aaron I think. O'Toole will, of course, want yeah. to challenge leadership. I think Aaron O'Toole, as far as looking at it, you know, from a resume perspective, is probably the most, um, you know, the most credible one to run. Right. However, I know he's he's you know he. He had a good firearms platform during the last leadership race. Not as he would not throw, as supportive. Yeah, he would throw that in a minute. I've heard. I have heard from his own lips some things that I wish I no could unhear. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he okay. would throw that under the bus in a minute if he thought it would get a couple of votes the other way. So yeah. Kind of hoping that conservatives find a woman who's good who wants to run, just because if we got a really good woman in there, that yep. just kills yep. most of the arguments against the party about how I think we should go and uh, see if Jody Raybould wants to come over to the no, other side. No, Jody doesn't. <laughs> Let's never Jody... forget she is still a very strong liberal. Ah, she 
go ahead. She also crafted C75. I know. So she doesn't get flowers from me ever. Yeah. She is soft on crime, tough on gun owners. So Uh, she can stay in her corner over there. Yeah. Not not to break up the the considerable love fest here, but... I was just about to break it up too. We've gone way deeper into politics than we normally do. Yeah, we do. Um, it's my favorite thing. Uh, well, and you've gotten incredibly, I've watched you grow and blossom as a political um, guru. Uh, you've come a long way since becoming a lobbyist and understanding the ins and outs of the Canadian political system. And I applaud you for it. It gives Thanks, most of buddy. us a headache, but yeah, no, I've seen it happen yeah. before my eyes and it's very impressive. I still so, scratch eyes out sometimes, but well, yes. wait, pa- pause. Pause. Uh, not pause. Not, that's right. <laughs> Try to remember that. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, we went way deeper into the political rabbit hole than we normally do on the show. But, you know, tis the season. Um, we would have done this right after the election, but the topic got bumped a couple of times. So uh, we will definitely get back to guns. Um, all that being said, I asked to have that conversation because I, I, I think that you should be buying AR-15s and building semi-autos, not not selling them. Yes. Um, Okay, I fully agree with you, Trevor, and I'm going to tell you exactly why. If you look at what the Liberals did, okay, so they, when they were had their majority government, Bill Blair was tasked with doing the consultations, you know, the, uh, mm-hmm. the invite-only public and consultations. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> How liberal is that? Anyways, yeah. so he, they spent a fortune. They spent a quarter of a million dollars traveling across the country, you know, gathering all this information, doing all these consultations. And when they came out with the announcement of their platform, they only decided to pick on assault rifles in air quotes yep. because there's no such thing. Right. And you know why that is because there's a lot less of them. The reason they they don't want to add handguns to that is because it would cost too much money because they know there's too many of them. And what they're talking about doing is instead of grandfathering it, you know, prohibiting it, grandfathering it and leaving it in your hands, they're worried a conservative government down the road would come in and reverse that. And then boom, you're, you're back to where you were, which is exactly what happens back and forth. So what they're talking about is forced confiscation through a buyback program or compensation. Anything. How can they buy it back? Right. Right. So here's the thing is if they were to, you know, buy back or compensate gun owners for all their AR 15s and their handguns and their everything, they can't do it now. There, here's the thing, Number, the more, the most crimes in Canada committed with a firearm are with a handgun. Yeah. So I'm not advocating banning any guns because I think it's ridiculous. But if the, if the effort here was to remove the guns from society that are supposedly wreaking havoc and causing all this death and decay in our streets, it's not AR-15s. They've never been used. They've been used in one crime in this country, and it was a stolen AR-15. One. So... buying more of something makes it way harder to take away, especially when they're talking about confiscation through buyback programs. So by all means, if you know, they, they haven't released the list. We don't even, there's no definition for what they consider to be an assault rifle. Um, But, you know, I expect a list of eight or 12 rifles and, you know, the Mm -hmm. the, Tabor's stuff like that. Right. They'll put that out there and then, you know, like if this was to even happen, but the more they add to it, the more difficult it's going to be. It's never, it's to be honest, <coughs> excuse me. It is, it, it'll be impossible. It's impossible. They can't do it. Yeah. 
There you go. <coughs> so so yeah, get can out I, there. Can I be the dissenting opinion? I, th I yes. think it's possible. I think they could throw tens of billions at this and buy them all. It doesn't matter if they if they run a deficit. They've run deficits for uh, for the last four years. It's just money. They well, can just the it's thing. just our money. They can just it's just it. Alberta's money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's yeah. actually the bank's money. It's our interest yeah. payments. So they just need to get the yeah. NDP or the block to like back them up on uh, on this gun uh, confiscation. Sure. Well, and let's, uh, and let's they'll get look it. At the right? timeline though. The so timeline might even, not work. So even even if they last a full four years and we don't get that early election, which we always have in history, so there's no reason to think we wouldn't. But worst case scenario, let's say we don't. So what happens is it took them 14 months to get C-71 through. Now, we, the opposition to that was incredible. And by all measure compared to a complete ban on a whole bunch of semi-auto rifles, the C-71, pretty moderate compared to what they're talking about now, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and once the hunters find <laughs> out that it applies to, like, your Browning 270, for example, yeah, you know, they're not, well, not my semi-autos, not my M1 Garand, not my SKS. They don't mean those semi-autos, right? Yeah, right. But so they do Sparky, and then Sparky said wakes all up. semi-autos. Right. So FUD realizes finally yeah. down the road that this applies to him, too, and we piss FUD off. And oh, the duck hunters. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. So They're let's say they got that legislation through with the help of the NDP and the block or whoever. Whoever. Let's just say. So block, it would yeah, okay. take at least 18 months to two years to get that legislation through. Trudeau was very clear in his platform that they, he would um, institute a two-year amnesty. So you'd have two years to mm -hmm. give up your guns, right? So if you've got 18 to 24 months to pass the legislation and then a two-year window of, you know, an amnesty there, that brings you to another election. Yeah. Yep. So Brilliantly yeah. thought out. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, these are all what-ifs and, you know, weird calculations. But, um, yeah, we're not going to be taking any of this quietly. And at the same time, as always, my, my second most important part of my mandate above advocating for my community is as a mother and a grandmother and somebody who actually wants to see violence reduced in our streets, I'm going to advocate on behalf of victims groups and, and everyday Canadians who just want some credible work on crime. Mm -hmm. yep. well, that's the problem with this stuff too, right? It's not just that they're going to take our stuff. It's that all of those resources are then being diverted away from doing actual good. So it's not that, it's not that banning guns is just taking stuff. You're actually causing harm to society because all of a sudden you can't hire police officers. You can't buy yep. MRIs. Like all of those resources are wasted. So you're sure, actually yeah. causing harm, which I don't yeah, think people think about. Yep. In, in Toronto, you've got some of those at-risk youth initiatives that are literally, you know, closing up shop and not able to help the kids because they've got no money. You know, they've got uh, even just after-school basketball programs tearing down and the it's nets. Been, they got it's no been proven time and time again that those community programs help divert people from crime and gangs. They go to crime and gangs because they're impoverished and there's no resources and, and no amenities in their community, nothing to do, nowhere to go. So they go to the bad places. Right. Idle and hands are the tools of the devil. You give these people somewhere to go in an activity in a place where they have a sense of belonging and literally the whole neighborhood like turns around 
And then yep. the next neighborhood turns around. So yeah, let's spend money on buying air 15s that are never used in crimes rather than putting resources into the community to give people something to do other than commit crime. There's no alternative for them mm-hmm. because the money was spent on my air. And it's, you know, that's the most crucial time to catch, to catch crime before it happens. Right. It's very expensive you know, and almost impossible to, you know, revert somebody who's 50 years old and lived a life of crime and done 20 years in jail. And let's catch the kids before they even get there, right? Mm -hmm. Let's divert them away from the gangs. Mm -hmm. And that stuff costs a lot of money. And you're talking, Toronto is a massive city with a huge population. You know, they need a lot of money. Literally what they would spend buying back our AR-15s could totally save Toronto. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Tracy, thank you very much for coming on and giving us another update. Um, It's always a pleasure. And uh, of course, we look forward to having you on again. Awesome. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Thank you. Good night. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks again to Tracy for coming on and letting us know all the uh, cool stuff that the CCFR is up to. Uh, Have you guys been following the listener feedback on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. Bit. yeah, and we've been we've been following it, and we've been commenting in like, there. Yeah, yeah, commenting as we go. There, I don't know if there's anything necessarily. Someone, that someone was saying oh, we're going to get demonetized because I I dropped a I dropped a bad word. Yep. Are we even yeah. monetized? Uh, no, <laughs> there can't can't demonetize what wasn't monetized to start with. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're good. Cool. All right. Let's head into listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. And follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Right now, they have a Black Friday sale. They have the... I don't know how to say this. M and M, M plus M. It's M&M. the M M Tech M ten X. M ten X, yeah. It's that AK looking cool thing. It's seven sixty oh. by thirty nine, sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's, that's getting down. really close. Wasn't the original price of these things supposed to be like fifteen hundred bucks? No, they were like two. Hmm. No, there were two when this like that person said this, and then they came out as two. Right, sixteen ninety nine is a decent price for these things. Ours, ours is two right now. We're marking mm-hmm. it down to sixteen ninety nine for Black Friday. Woo. Yeah, Very so um, trigger on these things are they're fantastic. Yeah, they've got a match grade trigger. They've got um, a what kind of grip is that? It's um, ergo. It's an ergo grip, ergo AK grip. It has a very adjustable folding stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's AK-esque, but I mean, the charging handles on the left-hand side where it should be, and the entire top of the gun, unlike an AK, is Picatinny rail. So you can, and it's long enough, you can put some backup iron sights on there, plus red dot, or red dot magnifier, or just straight up scope, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Super cool, non-restricted gun. Takes AK mags in 76.2. Awesome. In 76.2? Somewhat, yeah, yeah, instead of saying 70, 7.62 by 39, Daniel Shaw told us a story one time about some guy who was convinced the caliber was 76.2, not 7.62. It's a story that goes probably all the way back to like episode four of Slam Fire Radio. Sweet. 
All right. Uh, you also have the BCL 102 on sale for $13.99. And yeah, we got a flat dark earth in stock right now. Sweet. And you have the Chinese 76.2 by 39. Correct. Uh, corrosive surplus ammo for three fifty for a case of 1440 rounds. Yeah. Sadly, I remember when those were two fifty a case. Now the sale Still price cheap. is three fifty. Still, oh cheap. yeah, it is. Still a boatload of ammo. <clears throat> yeah, fourteen hundred forty rounds. Hell yeah! You're still gonna just like keep hammering it in SKS and just run through it like nobody's business. Yep. And again, the the BCL one hundred two, um, the fit, finish, and quality has gone up. Uh, Denise will shoot the same. MOA as my stag 10 with an IBI barrel. Hmm. Factory gun shoots MOA or better out the box. Think about that. For $13.99. My stag 10 with the IBI barrel with the Vortex PST Viper PST Gen 2. A lot more than $13.99. Yeah. Yep. So sometimes you may be paid for the name, not the barrel. The barrel's amazing, but yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, listener feedback from Carson. Hey, Slackers. Uh, some quick feedback on Binos. Have you compared the new Diamondback HD Binos to the Monarchs? The HDs have been greatly improved, and they come with an $85 glass pack. If uh, warranty matters to you, it looks like Nikon have nerf, nerfed theirs. I like the uh, the gamer talk in there. <laughs> Even when it was the lifetime no fault, the rep told me if there was any more damage than eye cups, they would just replace the optic. Vortex will try to repair before they replace. That says something to me about the quality of the build. Um, since I'm still working through my podcast back backlog, the episode where you guys had Wes on talking about the shoot down in St. George uh, it was terrible. That was. Oh yeah, you oh, couldn't hear what, uh, was what Wes was saying. Yeah, there was yeah. there was some really bad audio there with Wes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have for now. When the budget stabilizes, I'll bug Adriel about the slings for maple seed, as I would look to like to get some at some point. Have a good one. I think uh, Maple Seed's going to be selling some uh, yeah. slings on the website uh, very soon here, so I'll get one of those. Yeah. 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 We'll have uh, we'll have them resupplied soon. Yeah, and I think. I'm pretty sure we talked about Patrick's GSG last show, didn't we? I wasn't sure. I put it on there. Mm. Uh, Patrick says, I recently acquired a GSG 1911-22 as a budget-friendly training pistol. Based on your experiences, should I upgrade to Dawson Precision Sights and install Yes, we did. Uh, we covered CTRS? this. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this one. Yeah, And the answer is yes to both. No, we didn't, actually. There was another GSG guy. Maybe. So, we yeah, should you do Dawson sights? sights. Uh, yes. I tell you, it's the ZTRS upgrades that I don't remember us talking about. Well, that's the that's the guide rod, the guide and the, rod spring, and and the yeah. bushing, and it's like maybe it'll increase the accuracy, but so the nut behind the trigger. So the sights, though, definitely sights make a big difference because the ones it comes with are like these like yellow dot plastic things, and yep. the Dawson Precision sights are much nicer. Much much nicer, um, and yeah, and the the upgrade kit reliability. Um, I don't know because I don't have one on my pistol. 
I have the sights and I'm like, yeah, hook me up with that every time. I know it's a $300 gun and then they're hundred dollar sights, but I'm putting on a $300 gun. I don't care. Makes Doesn't it better. Yeah, yep, it totally does. Yeah, I would do it. I did the, um, I didn't do the entire kit, but I did do the guide rod at the time. You could buy the components individually. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, because I had, um, a part break on mine that blue line the in, in the importer and distributor was replacing automatically, no questions asked. And I believe it was the barrel bushing. And then at the so when that broke while I was waiting for the replacement, I bought the guide rod from this kit. And uh, anyway, I never should have got rid of mine. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, I, I ever since I started shooting 1911s, I kept saying I'm going to get another one, but I never do. So when you sell yours, I want it. Oh, I'm not going to because my kids can use it. So find another I, one. I, I find that hard to believe because you sell everything eventually. True. But not yeah, speaking but of which. Yeah, but he has something specific for his kids. You might not. That's what I need. No, he safe. just said true. I'm currently negotiating about that nylon, by the way. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I might not have to bring it back to uh, the owner then. I could just mail it directly to you. Right. I'm going to send that on as a little added bonus. By the way, if I buy it, Adriel mails it. Thank you, Adriel. And I, I get to put uh, weird stuff on the package. Oh, damn it. <laughs> no more rectal use only stickers, please. Uh, well, I've got some. Like, when thousands. I go into the post office, my mailman looks at me with love in his eyes. Like, what's that about? Well, I might just make a connection. I don't want to connect with my mailman. Uh, if you'd like to email the show, send your email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Shout outs, Trevor. Um, do I have some in there? Everybody yes. came to my birthday party, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm that's what it says. Busy. All right, cool. To everyone who came to my birthday party, the Losers Club and others, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was an awesome time. And Gallon, all the pictures you took of me when I fell asleep, you need to delete. Oh, he sent those. They're all over the internet. Snapchat <laughs> stories. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's called oh. revenge porn. Uh, Maybe. Called, and yeah. uh, Joey. Joey from the shop, man. I went to the shop today to pick something up. And just as it was there, an Amazon order arrived. And it was uh, coffee. Joey ordered these um, this coffee that's whole bean. You got to grind yourself and stuff. He's like, yeah, man, I saw you got a French press. So I ordered uh, two bags, one for me and one for your birthday. Here you go. So. Joey, you're the man. Thanks for the coffee for my birthday. Hmm. Cool. Kelly, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, my shout-outs are just to the ladies and everybody with uh, respect to the calendar. It's been a long, hard year, and I just wanted to say thank you. You guys rock, especially Tracy and Kelly and uh, Jamie Elliott, who is um, our little little group with respect to the calendar, but also to Greg Reese, this hat. Fantastic. I got a new hat. Colt Canada. Yeah. So thanks. How many, how many gun hats do you have? I have enough to actually probably do one hat. So here's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to do a different hat and I'm going to do a different t-shirt every show. I'll have enough <laughs> to actually get through a year. <laughs> well, I still have some uh, left over. I love the confidence. It's like, yeah, no, easily. <laughs> easily. Yes. If she doesn't, Greg will buy her more. Yes. There we go. Uh, I got a shout out for Rick for driving across Canada again. 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 Not even like once this year, but twice. I think this is twice. Three. This is. Three? Uh, You've been your in, host twice, plus he was at the charity shoot. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. going out to New Brunswick as well. Just he's going to be going in November. Just really likes maple seed. Well, I appreciate it because it makes it uh, makes it easier for us to get our local area uh, set up out here. So I appreciate that. I appreciate what you guys are doing as well, Kelly. You're helping uh, set up those calls and uh, basically just saying what do we what do we need to be successful. So you guys are making it easy for us to to get set up in all these different areas. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys because if it's not for you, then, you know, basically by next year, I'd be bald and losing my mind. <laughs> I, I, Kelly, I don't want to see that either of those. <laughs> Partial to your like hair. You would, you would fit in better with the show if you were bald. <laughs> yeah, I actually wouldn't I? Uh, uh, Fire Radio, right. the follically challenged. The follically challenged Fire <laughs> Radio. Uh, Patreon supporters, we have uh, two new Patreonies, no, three new Patreonies, yeah, and four. one up their pledge. So, Philip, yeah, Barry, Mitchell, and Corey, who likes to play with old tractors, uh, thank you very much for the uh, for the help in uh, in getting the show going and uh, upgrading our computers when they don't work properly and getting us uh, better headsets and microphones and all this other kind of stuff so that we sound better and we don't sound like crap when we're uh, when we're recording the show. If you'd like to help, head on over to patreon.com slash slamfireradio. We'll send you a sticker and a patch in the mail if you send us your address. And uh, your money will go towards making the show better. We'll also get you access to special Patreon-only episodes of the show that we do about once a month. Uh, You can also help us by visiting our website and clicking on links to Cabela's if you're going to just buy something online from them anyways. Uh, please join our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. And we'll see you next week. Awesome. Good night. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over time to get a gun all right welcome back to the ccfr welcome back to the ccfr damn it take two anyway we're live but we'll have right we'll catch that in post-production yeah yeah yeah, we're all we'll catch that in (laughs) post-production Adriel will we'll fix my blunders. All right, here we go. Let's try again. Take 14. Hello, and welcome back to, to Slamfire Radio. Tracy Wilson. You almost said it again. I almost what, said it again. What are we doing right. right now? Welcome to Slamfire Radio. Tracy Wilson. Oh, man. What? What was wrong with that? Do you want... Okay, it's the main you? topic. Okay, all right, all right. Fine, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. All right. All right. Last chance. Last chance. Joining this is joining. We're using it. I don't care how many All times right. you mess okay, it up. This is Ready? the cut we're using right now. Okay. All right. Shut up.